Hey, what's up? Thanks so much for watching Showcase. My name is Don Shannon. And I'm Timothy Thompson. And thanks again for watching. This episode is for the week ending Sunday, July 19th, 2020. Don't forget to hit that subscription button and the notification bell down below for some notifications that are going to come your way when we drop some more new content and uh, podcasts as well on uh, anchor.fm slash weekend showcase. So first off, let's get started with what we have been playing. Tim, what have you been playing this week on your PS4? Well, or Switch? Plus, I haven't touched my Switch in a while now. Uh, I've got to play as Min Min and Smash Brothers, and once that uh, novelty wore off, I um, switched over to PS Plus and downloaded uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider again. So I actually got to finish this the game this time through. Hmm. Um, and I'm about to start playing Horizon Zero Dawn, and I'm actually about to stream that soon on my own channel. Nice. Okay, cool. Um, my end, I've been doing a lot more de uh, Destiny 2, mainly because uh, there was a tweet that was posted out earlier this week. I don't have it in front of me right now, but um, apparently Bungie had announced that they're extending the amount of time for what's called Season of the Arrival, which is basically the um, uh, this whole season that we're in right now of um, weeks, successive weeks of um, <clears throat> of Destiny 2, leading into the this fall's major DLC expansion, Beyond Light. Um, the logic behind that is they say that Beyond Light needs more work put into it, so they're willing to actually push forward the release of Beyond Light. It was originally going to drop September 22nd. They have mm -hmm. now released it. It's going to be pushing. For, it's going to be pushed forward to I believe it was November 12th, like on or about like mid-November. So they're adding an extra two months into the calendar to sort of get get the get Beyond Light ready for public release. But in the meantime, they're giving us the players that extra time to sort of get our characters ready. And uh, I guess sort of pay our, you know, um, last, uh, give our last goodbyes to our weapons and armor that are getting sunset yeah. in the fall. Um, speaking about your weapons, yeah. did you um, happen upon this article? I, I saw it recently. I didn't get to, I saw the title of it. I didn't get to read it. But apparently y'all have this weird gun that came out in Destiny 2. You're going to have to be more specific. We have a lot of weird guns. <laughs> Compared to, the whole article was about Destiny 2 at, uh, as weirder guns than Borderlands 3. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, I Which would... Which a lot uh, considering we have a gun that shoots cheeseburgers, a gun that shoots other guns, and a gun that becomes a robot. Wait, 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 wait. You have a gun that shoots other guns? Yes, it's a gun that you load with iridium, fire, and it gives you 10 random guns. It's a gun that gives you guns. I... I kind that, of spoiler that, alert, you get at the end of the game, but still. That, that broke my brain. Yeah, it's a gun um, that shoots guns. It so don't it's, hurt. It, you shoot the gun, you can pick the gun up to, like, use. Wait, so it's so it's a gun gun? Gun gun. Ugh. Oh, God. I mean, what else could they do? <laughs> Remember, robot gun and cheeseburger launcher, so... See, I still have fond memories of Borderlands 2 when I had a shotgun that talked back. What?! Yeah, in the in the second oh, game, go back was, through playing that. In the second game, there was a you had the option to um, you have a quest that at the end of it, you um, you had the option to do one of two things with this artificial intelligence that you find. You can either put the AI into a gun, or you can put it into a piece of armor. And I figured I could get more use out of um, oh, out of a weapon. That's right, I remember that quest line. Yeah, now. I put it into a gun, and I remember vividly uh, if you explore um, or examine that weapon. It actually has a little quote from the AI. It said, I like being a gun. Like, I remember that now. Borderlands 2 had a lot of that where you could, like, you turn the quest this way, you get this, or you turn the quest this way, you get that. Right. It's That's a binary a choice. It's a branching decision tree. Yeah. Right. 
So, yeah. And there was another weapon. I don't remember what this was called, but it was a it was a it was a sniper rifle, if I remember right. That it would it had an AI voice that would sort of nag you like an like a wife or something. You know what I mean? Borderlands <laughs> <laughs> are just always in reckless with their weapons. I mean, it was crazy. I wish I had a clip for, to be able to play, but I'll probably find one later and put it in. But um, this thing was crazy. It would say like, oh, please, I bet you. <laughs> um, what was it? Are, are you th when when you're through drinking, maybe you can aim right or something like that. <laughs> something like you know, really like biting, sarcastic sort of you know, bitter. You know, the essence of Borderlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, really to have like your own weapons sort of throw shade at you like that in the middle of trying to get stuff done. It's like, really? What other game would do that though? Realistically. Maybe Destiny one day? Mm, <laughs> Destiny's too serious. Borderlands I mean, knows the joke. But see, Destiny is now a game that has a beam rifle, an exotic beam rifle that makes enemies sort of implode into energy balls that you can have, you can use these energy balls to sort of create a field of like draining energy as you run into like a crowd that like kills a lot of them gradually at the same time. And then you just like smack it into the ground like you're spiking a football to deal massive damage at the same oh, that's time. that's funny. Okay, never mind. that's funny. Like that's, that's crazy. <laughs> and that game, that, uh, that weapon actually just came out as part of this, uh, this Season of the Rivals um, DLC update or Season Pass update, I should say. Hmm. So it's 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 crazy i mean i like that gun I've, I've been using that gun a lot and uh it's it's it really helps with ad control so long as the ads are, the 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 enemies are close together and relatively low power if you're dealing with enemies with like a lot of shields and stuff like that good luck with that you know because like it's got to cut through all of those shields and in the meantime the enemies aren't really being stunned while the while the shields are being depleted. So like the enemies still have time to shoot back at you, you right. know, just because you have that 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 uh, toxic cloud. Yeah, yeah, you can still get hit. So uh, you know, you you got to find a way to work with it fast, you know, or hope you have enough, um, you know, um, enough s s armor perks and shields on your part to sort of help insulate some of that damage because those implosion energy orbs are not going to really hit save you, you know, in that situation. We have a bunch of Instagram content that's been running around um, rampant over this last week that I want to go ahead and give us a chance to sort of react to a little bit. Most of which, um, most of which I'm pretty sure Tim hasn't seen yet. I'm curious about his uh, reactions to this. But just Pippin and Jordan. Pippin and Jordan, yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, so we've got we've got a bunch of Instagram memes to react to and some news topics to discuss, and um, we'll see what we can do. All right, bring forth those tasty memes. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. So let's start off with this thing first of oh, all. No, not the cake meme. I'm so over this. The cake meme. So yeah. toilet paper. Oh which, my god. Which for me, it hits home kind of in a way because one of my best friends. She's a, she's a baker, and she's really good at it, and she makes, like, these things you wouldn't imagine are cakes. Mm -hmm. It's the same exact way. They are, they're cakes. But a flower pot with a bar of soap. See, the first thing that they should tell you – here, okay. First rule of Weekend Showcase, don't talk about, talk about Weekend Showcase. That's, like, rule number one. Second rule okay. of Weekend Showcase is you don't talk about Weekend Showcase. Yes, see, rule number one. No, here's – what is it? Okay, is this uh, – yep, it's a cake. It's a cake. It's a cake. That looks like a like hand sanitizer bottle, but yes, because it's just because it's just so much fondant. Fondant Lotion. helps shape cakes to look like that. Bananas with chocolate inside, chocolate yeah. cake inside. 
And what is this one? This looks like a oh, pizza. Oh, this aggravated me the most because it's a pizza, but it's cake. Yeah, it's like, ugh. Cake. And now it's back over to the Crocs. The Crocs disturb me. It's you all know? cake. It's just, it's all cake. The cake is a lie, okay? Wait, that one meme, like, is it, it's always been, it's all cake? It always has been. <laughs> um, let me go to another one here. Ah, I knew that drink was too good to be true. This is, uh, yeah, this looks like uh, one of those plastic beverage cups you would get from like a Taco Bell or something, but on the inside, it's actually a cake. It's a, what looks like a double or a triple decker. No, it's a double decker ah. chocolate cake on the inside. No more cake memes. <laughs> 86 cake. All right, all right. Here's something. This is the Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer. Womp womp. This is, uh, I don't know if you can see this more accurately here. This is basically an 18-wheeler. Uh-huh. So that's the Grand Theft Auto trailer. Ah. Uh, Cringe. The, the level of dad joke. I know. It's it's the, the force is strong with this one, apparently. No. <laughs> um, so here's something. Oh, God, it's a cake. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. Oh, no. You lost your mind. I hope you find it. So this is this is a really tiny drone, it looks like, that has a really, really tiny rolling briefcase. I don't know if you saw in the beginning of yeah. this meme. But I like, have a drone about that size, though. But really? Holy crap! That thing. those. Yep. Okay. Um, what? This meme is executed a little bit more like an ad. We did not get any sort of promotional consideration from this company. I just want that, that out there. That is very less meme Very Actually, it's very meme because your if your drone has its own suitcase, how much money do you get? And it's a case too like that's i mean that's small enough to fit in the overhead compartment for sure um what the name of james bond <laughs> the name's drone james drone i don't know <laughs> that that doesn't work i don't think that works very well there um he's rolling. here's something here's diddy wondering how kanye west became a billionaire before him <laughs> That's a, uh, that's a that's a valid question there, uh, Tim. Jay Z, that's we're not gonna get into that. Uh, not gonna talk about Biggie and Pac. So uh, yeah, let's 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 uh, let's restrain from that reference. I think probably um, Jay Z invested better. We'll put it that way. Fair enough. Fair enough. So here we go. And also, um, Mary Beyonce. That, that is also a sound investment. Here's a meme. This is from at Say Cheese TV. The demand for robot chefs are growing rapidly because of COVID-19. Robots will be tested this fall. Okay. Um, so I guess this goes into the idea of, I guess, it being safer for robots to, like, do food prep and stuff like that when, like, yeah. everybody has to wear masks all the time to, like, avoid particulates spreading the virus and everything. Let's see what else this says. Mm -hmm. uh, this looks like a real thing. The robot currently costs $30,000 with a $1,500 monthly service fee. By the middle of next year, MISO, I guess that's the company, M-I-S-O, hopes to offer the robot for free but charge a higher monthly fee. These robots can flip burgers, bake bread, and more. What? Win or loss? Win or loss? Yeah, oh, W or right. L is what it says, but that's what it means. Uh... So what do we think about, what do we think about robots? Uh, cooking our food, basically, like Rosie from the Jetsons. I mean, we, we sort of saw this coming. Cartoons were sort of priming us for this sort of thing since childhood. We don't have flying cars. We can't have hoverboards. We have this. Live to see this, though. I don't know everybody yet either. Uh, I, I don't know, because there's like, I feel like 
there's only so much a robot can do versus what a human can do in terms of in the kitchen. Yeah, you're but, talking about, well, yeah, things above and beyond, just the obvious surface level, you know, uh, instinct, you know, moral judgment, that sort of thing. If it doesn't line up with the program, 100%, but, it's not going to do it. A Futurama or a Bender cooked, he doesn't have a sense of taste, but that means he wasn't limited by what he could do cooking-wise. I, for experience, have a friend who can't smell, but is a phenomenal cook. But at the same time, there was another Futurama episode. It was one of the direct-to-video movies, I think. It was Bender's Game. There was a thing in the beginning where it was established Bender didn't have an imagination, or at least it hadn't descended yet. Yes, he didn't have an imagination. Yeah. So so you would kind of logically need a certain amount of imagination, at the very least, to come up with new ideas for new recipes, right? I mean, it doesn't really matter, like, how well you understand the science of cooking in terms of its practical application if you can't really expand the range of what you can offer as a chef it would seem to me anyway yeah, like in terms of the the potentiality i feel there's honestly more emotion that goes into actually making a good dish than there is actual logic and reason behind it i've never thought of emotion playing into cooking food yeah how so like, foods like combining certain foods that make you feel good but like, that's more from the standpoint of whoever's eating the food not really cooking it well, at the same time, you, well, it's a bit of both because you know, at least, like, for instance, when I cook, I free style basically everything because I will put together things that I know I like that I can probably tell based on the person's personality that they would like. Hmm. So I guess it just boils down to how well, it's like a comedian, I guess, right? Just sort of knowing your audience. It depends on yeah. how well you know the intended, um, for lack of a better way to put it, the intended consumer. You know, yeah. whoever the meal is intended for and how well you know their taste buds, their likes, mm -hmm. dislikes, their allergies. Right? Exactly. So. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, let's move on. Here's from at Lynn Tokyo. Boyfriend and boy with a space friend in it, two separate words. You see that little space? That's called the friend zone. Tears laughing emoji, tears laughing emoji, tears laughing emoji. And then the context, I bet some of y'all can't admit to being friend zoned before. Tim, you've been friend zoned? I know I have. Uh, yes, and I've also put myself in the friend zone. You put yourself in the friend zone? Yeah, I, I did that before when I was like twelve, I think. <laughs> I met the chick now who's like one of my best friends, but like I knew for a fact this is never going to be a thing. I'm not even going to worry about it. Well, I'm just going to be friends with her. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I have been trying to talk to women before and it's like you're like a little brother to me like oh oh god no not that it's the, family zone the b word the b word brother, yeah oh i walked through the scary door stab twist stab twist yeah. but again that still led to like really good friendships so it is what it is fair enough i feel like i need to put that on a shirt fair enough <laughs> god anyway all right here's something this is from At Business Notebook. Photographer Alan McFadden spent six years and 720,000 attempts to capture this picture. That's dedication. Uh, this is a picture of what looks like a really, really tiny bird perfectly touching the surface of the water, like skimming the surface of the water at the exact point of impact with the, with the, with the water, but like with zero splash details. So it's the split second as the as the bird's beak touches the surface of the water before the water has a chance to splash back. Yeah, he beat science on that one. That um, is, yeah. Did you say he spent how much to do that? Uh, it says here 720,000 attempts to get oh, this picture. 
I think it's $720,000. I was like, oh. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. This would be, that would be, can you imagine like how expensive, like really you spent something, you spent almost three quarters of a million dollars for yeah, one picture? But, but better question is, how did he get that many attempts? With what, 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 what how, how? How sway, I think is what you mean there. Yes, ex exactly. How sway. <laughs> how, how? You know, the Kanye West how. No question mark. It's how. Period. How period. How period. <laughs> Um, let's see. Okay, here's something. At Aqua Teen Forever, this is, if I'm not mistaken, the official Aqua Teen Hunger Force uh, Instagram account from Adult Swim. Um, this is a fan art, it looks like. Yeah, old. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dr. Weird. Yeah, this was, this was just posted. Uh, the time, the date stamp on this has July 10th, so not that long ago. No, but, no, I'm uh, saying, like, that's who that is. I can tell from here. It's Dr. Weird from the castle in Jersey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Behold! Gentlemen, behold! Yeah. yeah. And then uh, you have Steve sort of talks like this. Yeah. Sort of. I don't know. That was weird. I, I shouldn't do that impression. That was, sorry <laughs> about that. Um, so this is Aqua Fan Art Friday via at sco.foe. And then a buttload of hashtags. But um, okay. So do you, do you ever watch a lot of Aqua Teen Hunger Force? I'm guessing yes by yes, your reaction. I did. I watched a lot of Aqua Teen Hunger Force growing up. Okay. Um, so, 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 so tell me something. What was your favorite episode? Oh God! I thought it was the other day. Actually, um, I can't remember. My favorite episode was there's two of them, probably three of them. Uh, I can't remember the What's names. One, one. All right, one of them is when uh, it's about it's there's a scene with Meatwad and Master Shake, and I guess Master Shake was bullying Meatwad. He left the room. That narrows and, it down. Well, the <laughs> line the line probably will because it's uh, Meatwad saying, uh, "What was it?" Uh, they were, talking about, they were talking about business, I guess it was, because the whole thing was like, Meatwad's like, uh, yeah, I'm business, business is whooping your ass. Yeah, business is good. And, and Master Shake's like, uh, Master you Shake's expand your like, business? business? He's like, business is closed, business is closed, business is closed. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the one, oh, I remember. This is the one with uh, where the, the, the television got sort of possessed or something? Yes, yeah, I think they were, they were, they were forced to watch like certain TV shows, I think, whatever. Yeah. So. Oh my God! You know the entire series just got put on uh, was put on HBO Max a while ago. I did not know that. Yeah, they have every episode. I don't remember if they have the movie, but I know every episode of the show is on there. Okay. Actually, while I'm at it, well, before we go ahead and move on from this, I'm gonna mention uh, my favorite episode was I think this was I think this was in season five. There was the episode that was called Antenna. It was near mm -hmm. the end of season five. That was it was the one where they built and where aliens built an antenna from their planet that went all the way down to Earth and specifically Carl's yard or something. Um, so it, it basically, yeah. yeah, you remember this? Vaguely. Yeah. So basically, the idea was the aliens would climb down the the antenna and invade the Earth, but mm -hmm. like in the meantime, it, it, in the meantime, the 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 antenna was putting out so much unhealthy radiation and I guess electromagnetic field that it was causing like uh, Carl's head to like expand. That's what that was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then George Lowe was involved as well, uh, the voice of Space Ghost. After about season seven, I think was where they had the one hundredth episode, um, which was technically the fiftieth if you're going by half hour things. Which you know, don't tell Dana Snyder that he's probably still yeah. sore. <laughs> but um, after that point, after the 100th episode, they wound they up changing names, the name right? of the show yeah. several times over. Um, God, that was hilarious. So which was your favorite changed title? Aqua something, you know, whatever. Because they just gave up at that point. 
Was that your favorite season, or is that just your favorite title overall? Favorite title overall. Okay, good. Because we had Aqua Team Hunger for Aqua Patrol, Patrol Unit One, Aqua Team Aqua Unit Forever, Patrol Squad One, Aqua Unit Patrol Squad One, Aqua okay. Team Forever, and then just Aqua something, you know, whatever. They're mm-hmm. just like, you don't even need a name. You'll I watch like, the show. Okay, I like Aqua TV Show Show. I forgot about Aqua TV Show Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, if I remember right, that was like season nine. It was either nine or ten. It might have been ten. But I bring that one up because, um, well, two reasons. Number one, I like that opening sequence the most because it basically sets the three main characters up as basically like um, jewel thieves. That's sort of moonlight as uh, as like a strip club music performers or something like that. You know, and it, the 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 opening title sequence at the end it pans out from the stage where they're giving a performance and Carl's there about to tip a stripper or something basically. <laughs> it was the tenth season. It was season 10. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and then also the first episode, if I remember right, that was John DiMaggio doing a, vo- uh, a voice as um, the muscles. Shake had built up this gigantic set of muscles that went crazy and like was like really, really hyper-aggressive and like the muscles literally had a mind of their own, basically. Mm. You remember this? Like, like vaguely. To a degree. Yeah. It's been a while. Like, I gotta watch everything else again now. Yeah, yeah. But I remember anyway, when they showed the movie on Adult Swim in like a very small corner of the screen. I remember that. That was an April Fool's prank. Those bloody the, the mad lads. I was like, they're not gonna do it. And like, no. No. They did. Well, they quote unquote did in like air quotes. They did it because like they didn't. Yeah. They showed. They said they want to show the movie, and they did. They just did it in like really hard to see. In like the most ridiculous way possible, but it's Adult Swim, so what do you expect? This is from at Goofy. Australian man patents the ham dog, which is a hot dog and burger combination. There's a, a burger place I actually by my mom's house that has a literal hamburger. It's a hamburger with a slice of ham on it. It is delicious. It is the greatest invention ever. With a slice of ham? No, no, no. This is like, I don't know if you can see from this, this image. It's I know, but I'm saying if he's going for a hamburger, that's not the way to do it. That's all I'm saying. But, but no, like that's, okay. <laughs> but it's literally fused into an extra large chili dog. Like, and the bun is like, has sesame seeds all the way across. So it's like a Dr. Moreau kind of food experiment, literally fusing them together, not just putting the meat from the other food on top of the hamburger. It's don't fused like, within. Don't like, do not like. I mean, who like, who's America? like, America? I don't know what else. <laughs> First, we've got Sour Patch Candy cereal. Then we got, uh, uh, what, what else got a cereal? Wait, 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 hold on a second. Did you just say Sour Patch Kids has a breakfast cereal? Yes. I never knew that. That's a thing. Yeah. Why yes. is that a thing? There are so many different cereals that are out now. It, the, the meme became, who let the stoners in the, in the kitchen? Valid question. So, like, this needs to stop. Badly. <laughs> I, wow, okay, um... Anyway, yeah, the caption says it all. Bruh. Me with the clock. It's time to stop. <laughs> oh, nice. This is from at Henry Cavill. Yes, that Henry Cavill. Um, apparently, this is a thing that he did that actually... Um, apparently, this is a thing where earlier this week, this guy basically broke the internet for all intents and purposes yep. by putting out a video on IGTV that's a from-the-ground-up construction of a gaming PC. It turns out this guy's a bit of a gamer. and. It, a bit. I, he had a whole interview where they asked him, like, do you play Xbox or, P- or PS4? And he's like, PC. 
Okay, okay. <laughs> I, uh, man was like, There's a third option. You know that, right? That's the one I play. Okay. I would, be, I would have been surprised if he came out of absolute left field and said Switch. Because, like, can you imagine Superman playing a Switch? I play Stadia. That works. That, that fits. <laughs> that actually fits. What if he built all of this up to be able to just run all these games oh locally God, but just wound up streaming? <laughs> I, mean, I, talk about... out, I don't say speaking of streaming and celebrities, I also found out recently that uh, Ronda Rousey streams. Really? Yeah, there was a video up on Facebook of her playing uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. On, uh, on what, Twitch? What, what, what was it? Facebook. I think it was Facebook gaming. Nice. Okay. Hmm. So. Yeah, so... We'll, we'll get back to the Facebook gaming thing later. But anyway, hang on. I've got to, I've got to pull up this video right quick. Um, where is this thing? Here it is. Oh, I didn't know there was music for it, too. Yep, there is. So when it said seductively builds a PC, it really means seductively builds a PC. Yep. Because they pulled out the Barry White for this. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So he's basically, he's really carefully getting out this, what looks like an AMD Risen processor. Yeah. Nope, those little gold pins are sensitive. They gotta fit right. You gotta be gentle. That is true. And then he does this music change. He's doing without gloves though either. He's not worried about grounding. Yeah, I think he's basically doing this, I would hope, on a hardwood floor, because he has no anti static, you know, That's what I'm uh, saying. gloves. Or at the very but, least, maybe off camera he has one of these anti static uh, wristbands that can also like help minimize the risk as well. But I would but, think for the processor. I would think, yeah, and and given that how knowledgeable he is, I don't see him actually messing it up. It just, it, I don't know. I don't mean, I don't do it either. So like, honestly, I can't give him but so much crap for it. Okay, so, all right, so he's putting in the, the what looks like a liquid cooler unit yeah. on top of the CPU. And, yep, I screw that in place very carefully. Reading the instructions. Mm -hmm. And building uh, montage. It's what? Building montage. Right. It's like a scene from a movie right now. Just jumping all around and just. <laughs> <laughs> and like, actually, uh, my nonprofit and I, and as we were talking about this earlier, and how he still has like, it's not even Henry Cavill building a PC. It's literally Superman building a PC because he still has the little Superman suit. Um, forget the suit. He still has the guns. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's kind of harder to fake. But anyway. Yeah, this is the man that reloaded punches during the during uh, Mission Impossible. Exactly, I didn't even know That's that was a thing. Yeah, in the, in the, you're talking about the bathroom fight scene in Mission Impossible. Yeah, Fallout. Like, <laughs> like yeah. reloaded his fist. Yep, yep. Um, okay, so yep, still, still carefully getting through there, and it oh, looks man. like he's like, hooking he, things up to the power supply. I think so. Yeah, well, he's been at this for hours at this point now. Yeah, this is all into the night. Yeah. But it's worth it because when it's done, like he'll be able to play anything, it looks like. Pretty much. Um Oh, there's lights on the inside of the two, I think. Here we go. No, he's still this is still an external lighting set. Okay. GeForce RDX two thousand series. That looks like that looks like the GPU, the graphics processing unit. Yeah. Oh, there it is, that plastic. He pulls off the Late plastic. 20, oh yes, oh. yes. Oh the fan. It's a triple fan. Yep, yep, the triple fan. That's probably the GeForce RTX uh, 2000 series something, 2060s, 2070s, something like that. I don't know. That's probably a good five, $600 worth of graphics card right there, depending on where you get it. Mm -hmm. Totally just ran out of <laughs> space. No least surprised considering this took hours. 
uh, hard drive yeah, space. It's not even booted up yet, unless he's talking about his camera. He might be talking about his camera. Yeah. Okay, so he turned on the power supply, and then there's oh, the chassis button. There it is. Nice. Internal lights. That's interesting. His memory boards are, are self-illuminating. Oh, my God. And there's the BIOS. The, the BIOS is the section that boots up right as the computer... Wait. Basic input-output system. Hold on. Stop everything. Stop everything. What popped up? Okay, rewinding, rewinding. Oh. Uh, the, the, down. Yeah, the power, the, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. The power management device was installed upside One down. Later. I mean, can you blame him? He has, he has to, you know, do some, he has to play some of the Witcher 3, I guess, probably. Yeah. Um, which is the yeah. obvious joke that everybody's been making the last couple of days, probably anyway. So. I think I remember before he got the role, he said he was playing a lot of the Witcher. So. Which makes sense. He's about so, that life. Yeah. There's only one way to prepare for being Gerald. Play it. Yeah. Okay, so back into back well, into the CPU. I'll read the books, you know, but that's. Mm. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Gently wiping away the old uh, compound uh, with um. Thermal paste, I think. Yeah, yeah. Get that thing ready to apply a new thermal compound. Oh. Mean, so, there it is. There's a new thermal compound. There it is. Right there. Oh yes, there it is. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to never do that again on camera. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's a computer nerd thing. You people wouldn't understand. Anyway. All right, here we go, here we go. See, part of the problem is he's been doing Barry White music the entire time, which is like this notoriously heavily, heavily romantic yeah. song from the 70s. So it's like, here we go. There we go, look at that. You got CPU temperature readout, GPU temperature readout, right side up, fully illuminated uh, RAM boards, the GPUs firing on all cylinders. Yep, that'll do it. I think that's, uh, I think that'll do it. It's an impressive build though. The end or more realistically, just the beginning. That's a very nice touch. Yep, all parts. I, uh, yeah, I like that. That was a good video. No I, I rate that I rate that a solid nine point five out of ten. I don't I gotta take off the point five because there were a couple of steps that I would have liked to have seen that were cut out for, from the montage. I understand it was for time, you know things like mm. I doubt the chassis came with its own Blu-ray drive, for example. It might have depending on the model. That's true too, but it's only like. But he's also building it from the ground up, so I assume we might have got a separate one. Yeah. So, but anyway, but that was fantastic to watch, though. Tim, what are, you, what are your final thoughts on this? And your Kyle's a giant nerd, and I love it. <laughs> Truer words never spoken. Okay, ready for some more news topics, Tim? Of course. Cool. Let's so, so let's move on. We have a big piece of news that came out this week. Um, I'm not even sure. I guess we can call this, for lack of a better way, way to put it, a top topic, um, simply because of the significance of how this was handled, essentially. Um, basically, what happened was, for those who don't know, there was a massive thing that happened across Twitter a few days ago, by the time we're filming this, uh, Saturday, July 18. Um, so Thursday, there was this massive breach of a lot of different Twitter accounts, most of which were verified and had a lot of followers behind it. And it was basically this gigantic cryptocurrency scam. There was a news piece that was published out on um, marketwatch.com um, see here it is see uh, twitter regains control after prominent accounts hijacked to tweet bitcoin scams this was first published 
This was first published on Thursday, uh, Thursday morning. CEO Jack Dorsey says Twitter is diagnosing after five hours of hacked tweets, which forced lockouts of other users. So here we go. Twitter accounts belonging to top U.S. executives, lawmakers, and celebrities were compromised Wednesday and appeared to be used in an attempt to siphon Bitcoin from their social media followers until the company wrangled back control of its site hours later. After a number of cryptocurrency-related Twitter accounts were reportedly hijacked Wednesday afternoon, Tesla chief executive Elon Musk, with more than 36 million Twitter followers who have re been repeatedly targeted by potential Bitcoin scammers on the surface, uh, tweeted out an entreaty to send him Bitcoin soon after the end of day's trading session. This is, this is, these are the tweets. I am giving back to the community. All Bitcoin, this is at Elon Musk. All Bitcoin mm -hmm. sent to the address below will be sent back doubled. If you send $1,000, I will send back 2,000, only doing this for 30 minutes. And this string is an alphanumeric uh, Bitcoin wallet address, yeah. basically, that people were supposed to send their money to. They're like $1,000 in Bitcoin mm -hmm. and get it back later. And then this was verified later on with another tweet that was, uh, that was a reply back saying, I just sent out $45,000 worth of Bitcoin. The original mm -hmm. post got 2.4 thousand, uh, uh, 2,400 likes. And then the sent out 45,000, that got 625 likes. Um, here's what's interesting. The first one, the first one, because Elon Musk, the story said he has 36 million Twitter followers. And if you look underneath the original tweet where he announced the where he announced the Bitcoin wallet URL or yeah. the big the Bitcoin wallet address, excuse me, underneath that in the middle you have eight hundred thirty eight retweets. Yeah. Of that of this original tweet with the with the Bitcoin wallet address, so mm -hmm. a lot of people were getting access to that information really really quickly because um, like out of the thirty six million, considering almost a thousand of them retweeted this to however many people they're following. Yeah. I mean, that's viral marketing 101 right there. That's what you want to happen, to, well, have to have happen. This is true, but it's like less even about the Bitcoin stuff, but the fact that his profile got hacked in general, anything could have been posted, let alone just that. <sighs> yeah, it's true too. But I mean, see, this just goes back around to how risky and dangerous cryptocurrency is in general mm -hmm. to work with right now. Because for those who don't know, cryptocurrency like you know bitcoin for example is being the biggest one um it's 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 an inherently unpredictable volatile metric with which to send and receive value you know mm -hmm. i mean if you really think about what money is in general it basically only has value so long as the society that operates with it agrees that it has a value yeah. you know and when you have something like this that is not uh that's not an easily trackable, controllable currency because Bitcoin, um, cryptocurrencies in general, they're decentralized, meaning it's not inherently governed by any one individual or corporation or government. So that, because of this, there's a lot of services and products that wind up being paid for, from what I hear, usually on like really unscrupulous places like like um, like the black, um, yeah, black market, dark web, especially. There's been a lot of stuff in the news about that recently. Uh, that these purchases had to be paid for using cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin strictly because it's an it's untraceable decentralized currency. Yep. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I understand the purpose of Bitcoin, but at the end of the day, this is just a case in point for just how easy it is to just have things just get completely and totally out of hand. Mm. Um, Tim, do you ever see yourself using Bitcoin one day after things get, if things actually did get, you know, stabilized to some degree with this, to where things are actually like, this sort I mean, of thing doesn't wind I, up happening so easily? 
I've had friends mine for Bitcoin. I have seen people make, or at least the the articles of people making so much money from from having Bitcoin. And I've been interested in like obtaining uh, Bitcoin as well. I track it on my Robinhood app all the time. It's worth right now like. Wait, your Robinhood app? Robinhood? That's uh, that's for cryptocurrency trading. It's for stock market trading in general. Um, okay. So what I've gathered so far now is from using it, it's actually on like the lower end of stock market trading, mm. like very watered down, but it does keep track of Bitcoin value. And like right now it's like $9,000. Mm. So. You want to share your, uh, you want to share your Bitcoin wallet here and, you know, maybe you'll like people send you a thousand dollars and then you'll give them back 2000 or something like that. Cause that's how you got to grow it, man. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, not doing that. That's also the, the other issue with Bitcoin is because it fluctuates so much. It's like it, it, it itself is its own stock market. There's no real right way or, or right time to like invest in Bitcoin and not to invest in Bitcoin. And I don't like gambling. It's just like the stock market itself. It's a That's risk. Okay. You shouldn't use. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't invest in Bitcoin beyond what you're prepared to lose. Exactly. Because in all likelihood you will. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, it is what it is. Uh, next order of business. Let's see. It's got to go ahead and get up top here. So apparently, hmm. wait, let me go back over here. Ah, okay. Next topic is the, the, star, um, the star Trek thing. Yes. So on the count of three, one, two, three. So apparently there's another big piece of news that came out earlier this week, but it happens to pertain to a topic that's a little bit more off earth. Um, there is an animated series that's on the way that takes place in the realm of Star Trek, specifically Next Generation from what I've, uh, from what I've read and seen about this so far. Um, this is from Tor.com. Apparently, uh, Star Trek Lower Deck's first trailer shows off the comedic side of Starfleet. This is basically trying to be an animated sitcom it that takes like, place in the realm of Star, uh, Star Trek. Yeah, I just thought about it now, what it looks like. It looks like, uh, what is it called? Final Space or Final Frontier? I think it was called Final Space. Yeah, it does look like Final Space, actually. I was wondering, like, what does this animation style look oh, like? Yeah, it looks by the, the, it's Final Space. The eyes are very sort of Seth MacFarlane-ish, but the overall style of the way that they're shaded, it looks like Final Space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's the rest of the CBS has finally released its first trailer for its upcoming animated Trek series, Star Trek Lower Decks. Set during the same time frame as Next Generation, the community take on the people who aren't usually found on the bridge of a Starfleet ship. The series comes from Rick and Morty's head writer Mike McMahon. McMahon? Really? Yeah. And will be about the support crew serving on one of Starfleet's least important ships, the USS Cerritos, in the year 2380. Okay. Huh. Uh, let's take a look at this. I have not seen this trailer before and neither has Tim. So let's go ahead and I guess, take a closer look at Star Trek Lower Decks. Captain's log. Stardate 5743.6.2. First contact is a delicate, high stakes operation of diplomacy. One must be ready for anything. <gasps> Pretending to do a captain's log? <laughs> We're all supposed to keep watch. Okay, let me listen to it. No, go away. Leave me alone. I can't believe you're wasting your short leave on this. Wow. It's an animated version of the Orville. Oh, Hopefully. The Orville's going to be good. Yeah. I'm good at exploring strange new worlds and solving space mysteries. Let's see what I got assigned. Holodeck waste removal. That's Klingon prison stuff. Whoop, whoop. Oh. Ooh. And 
The Cerritos might be falling apart, but that's our job to keep it together. You are a natural born warrior. Okay, that's easy. And we're here. No, we're actually way down here. Keep it moving, lower decks. Thanks. Ah, uh, they said it. Roll credits. Nothing like a cold beer after a smooth second contact. That's what I'm talking about. Since when is there such a thing as second contact? Right? This is some really good quality animation they have here. It is, though. But it's a matter of the... I still don't know how to feel about the writing, though. So why did you get up after you saw that it was not the only right. person? Um, okay. I don't know. I feel about you. I honestly do not. I want to like this because of the creative, uh, the creative personnel involved. You know? Yeah. I want to. I really do. Because, like, who else do you get? See, here's the thing about Lower Decks. It reminds me of the idea of, well, I hate to bring this up. Um, after, um, after Zack Snyder was kind of emotionally and psychologically forced to leave directing duties for Justice League, you uh, know, who else do you get to fill in except the guy who basically invented crossover movies for all intents and purposes, crossover superhero true. movies in, in particular, mm-hmm. you know, Joss Whedon, right? Yeah. I mean, who else do you get for that? You know, blah, blah, unprofessionalism allegations aside. <laughs> Um, I'm sure you probably heard about that by now, Tim, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, at the very absolute least on paper, who else do you get for that? But it's like, once you bring in somebody who on paper is perfect for the job, holy crap, how did it turn out this bad? Yeah. You know, we've seen this before is my point. We've seen something that on paper should be a no-brainer in terms of how well it works out and just how watchable it is and how incredible it is. And it's just, the trailer's clearly doing its job, but it's like, sorry. It's just hard because like Star Trek has never been like, it's like hard, it has a light hearted moment, not get me wrong, but just it's not known for having a a comedy element to it. Right, thank you. Boldly go where no no Star Trek series has gone before, for a reason. Only like real, I don't say talent that could probably do that, but and that'd be the right word for it. The only, only person I can see doing that is someone that's worked on Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Right. Here again, like on paper, that is a no-brainer. That's who you want for something like this. Mm. But, I mean, it seems like this... Uh, it or seems in like, the very least, in the very least, if not Rick and Morty, then probably a former writer of Futurama. Because you want a successful space show. Uh, you want a successful animated space show, I would go for Futurama. I really hope that they put out because August sixth, I think, is when it said the the that it's going to be launching on all access. Yeah. I hope that they put the first episode out because that's going to determine whether or not I seriously consider getting all access. Mm-hmm. You can't just get a, you can't just invest in like uh, access to a streaming platform for one thing. Yeah. At least as far as I'm concerned, you know, I wouldn't do that. But 
this may have a very strong case, but I gotta see how this thing turns out. It's not enough to impress me with a trailer. This was a really great trailer, but I go either way. I still yeah. have to let the trailer on as like the animation is phenomenal, but like I just feel like I wasn't like connecting the dialogue per se. So, but mm. I mean, I like we get it. It's a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> it's a workplace sitcom that not, that's on the bridge of. I'm also an not a huge Star Trek fan, so like I don't have an. I already do not have an emotional attachment to it to like it or not. Mm-hmm. So. So you're more. So you're saying you're more able to look into look at this with a with an open mind, with less concern of subconscious bias. Yes, I can take it for what it is, basically. Right. So. Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Here it is. Here's the second half of this topic. Um, apparently, Star Trek is not the only thing getting a cartoon. But apparently, this one I am excited for. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, Star Wars The Bad Batch. This is from, we got this covered. Um, they're saying The Bad Batch will reportedly appear in live action Star Wars shows as well, which is one heck of a setup. I miss um, that part then. Yeah, the this, article, this article was posted literally an hour ago, apparently. That's why. <laughs> oh, live action Bad Batch. So here we go. Star Wars fans have known about the Bad Batch for a long time with George Lucas creating them for the Clone Wars years ago before it was canceled. But this year we finally got to meet them. Clone Batch 99 were at least introduced in the belated yep. seventh and final season on Disney+. And they went down so well that they're getting their own animated series suitably titled Star Wars The Bad Batch. The team's re- reach might not stop there, though, as it's possible they could make a leap to live action, too. We Got This Covered has heard from sources, the same ones that told the same ones that said um, to- who told them? Who told? Um, we got discovered. Ahsoka Tano is appearing in Mandalorian season two, and okay. that and that Hayden Christensen is involved in the Obi Wan show. Both of which look to be correct now. Uh, that Lucasfilm has plans to bring the Bad Batch into their live action series. This most likely means future seasons of the Mandalorian and the Ahsoka Tano spinoff that we previously heard about, starring Rosario Dawson. Which oh, is she's the, in a full spinoff now. Which which is the greatest casting news I have seen all year. Because she wanted to be a Sokotana, they're like, cool, you're a Sokotana. It's like, that's the greatest possible casting. Like, and what yeah. is indisputably a terrible year otherwise, <laughs> this year also brought us that news. It doesn't yeah. pale in comparison as far as getting us back up to par, but it's a good start. Yeah. So I'm guessing, Tim, I'm guessing you're really looking forward to this. What are you looking forward to more? Bad Batch or the Sokotano spinoff or the Obi-Wan show with Hayden Christensen? Oh my god! I don't even know. Um, you gotta pick one. Um, uh, probably Bad Batch, because I had a coworker at my job drill into my head. He watched so much Clone Wars, telling me how awesome Bad Batch is, because from the um, just from the books and the lore, the lore and whatnot, and then that episode kind of about the Bad Batch. Right. And I watched him just like, I want more Bad Batch stuff. <laughs> so immediately when I saw that that image that they were getting their own spinoff, I was like, Yo. That's amazing. And now you're telling me now that everybody to be in the live action too. Like, dude, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, see, this actually gives me a reason to go into Disney Plus and see the seventh season of Clone Wars. I never had a chance to see that, so I don't know the Bad Batch yet. But um, they're like early on in the seventh season. It's like they, they get brought up like the first two or three episodes. Okay. And, and how did they resonate with you as far as that portrayal? great because like i said they're a ragtag bunch of, of clones like they they the whole thing about the bad batch i don't know if you know is that they fall out of the the spectrum of normal clones they were they, they were defects but oh, they were accepted i get it yeah, yeah but yeah. they were they were accepted because they had desirable traits hmm. 
So you have one that's really strong, one that's really smart, one that has keen senses, and then one that's um has really good eyesight. You're making them sound like X Men of the. They basically are. They're literally the X Men of the clones. Right. Hmm. They even have code names: it's Wrecker, Hunter, Specs, and Crosshair. Sound more like four of them. Those those sound more like uh like call signs than really like anything well, else. Yeah, there's only four of them, but they're like the Black Ops of clones. Ooh, the Black Ops of clones. Yes. Holy crap! Okay. Hmm. And they fight with like they argue with Commander with Cody and Rex all the time, but they get their job done. Fair enough. They have, I think, the highest kill count out of all the other clones. Really? How high? Do you remember? I do not remember. I've watched them take out an entire platoon of droids by themselves. <laughs> remember, it's four of them. They have like their own formation specifically for situations like that to make sure they can fight with their their uh, numbers. So, Let's see I'm telling you, here. just load an episode of Disney Plus and watch like one of the episodes of the Bad Batch. You'll you'll love it. Uh, the story goes on to say the Bad Batch will take place following the conclusion of the Clone Wars and the rise of the Empire, which will tell us a lot about what happened to Crosshair, Echo, Hunter, Tech, and Wrecker in the original trilogy era, and teeing them up for an appearance on the Mandalorian, which is set several years after Return of the Jedi. We don't know how exactly they'll fit into the show's storyline, but the Disney Plus flagship looks to be connecting with the wider Star Wars universe more and more as it goes on. Expect Star Wars The Bad Batch in 2021 on Disney Plus. Okay. Noted. So. Marking calendars then. Mm. <laughs> Wait, what are you looking up? Something else? It was about Echo because I couldn't remember what his, um, if he had a defect or what it was because he, he was their leader and got kidnapped. He was the leader of Bad Batch. Oh, he was the he was the Cyclops of. Uh... Wait, who is the leader of the X Men? Is it Cyclops or Wolverine? Who's supposed to be? The de facto leader would be uh, Cyclops. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh man, this this topic would be this transition into comics lore would be so much better if Andrew were in here right now. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're doing our best. We're doing our best. We'll be back to normal next week. Nothing but the best for, for Weekend Showcase. Exactly. Bringing the facts with J. Jonah Jameson. Okay, that about does it for this episode of Showcase. This was for the week ending Sunday, July 19th, 2020. Thank you so much for watching. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell down below to get, so you can get notified when we drop more content. And also hit us up on Instagram at Weekend Showcase. And also our audio podcast is at anchor.fm slash Weekend Showcase and wherever podcasts are found. So thanks so much for watching. I'm Don Shannon. And I'm Timothy Thompson. And thanks again for watching. Don't forget, as of this recording, it has been 127 days and 17 hours exactly since Brianna Taylor was murdered. Food for thought. Be safe. See you next time.